0: Hi guys. No quick, quick lightener. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to this week's What Aff. Um, it's good to see you all. The world is upside down, inside out and terrifying at the moment. But we will try and make this one make you laugh and take your mind off it for a good fifty minutes to an hour. How are you, Gareth? I'm alright, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm alright, thanks, mate. Um yeah, it was hard to find some funny stuff this week, as you could imagine. As listeners could imagine, but we have found some, so we're going to do our best to try yep. and take your mind off the fact that we're on the precipice. Great work Well, last week, well, free.
1: Last week was hella serious, and it was it was difficult to try and find, you know, quite amusing things. Um, we were told, I think, from what I saw by one member, that it was a bit shit, <laughs> um, which is, do you know what I mean? It's hard though, like you know, you just your timeline um is normally full of bonkers information and whilst it is bonkers it, you know when you're just your timeline is just full of images of genocide and people you used to respect calling and for it and cheering it on it's quite hard to sort of like
0: pick some amusing
1: bones out of that it is we'll do our um, best we'll do our best <laughs>
0: this week and during the week we don't just sit around what affing our faces off we actually do other kinds of content so yeah,
1: we do. Yeah. And and also, um, you know, I'll get sent, you know, private messages, which I don't post. I don't post um, images and videos of stuff. I might repost something if, if I think it's important for people to see it. But most of the time, in terms of the very graphic content that I have um, witnessed, I don't share it because I just don't. Um, I'll talk about it. But, you know, some people do, you don't need to see that kind of stuff all the yeah. time. It's so fucking horrific um but anyway let's
0: not let's not let's not make this one shit um it isn't no and, and the one thing that has come out of it is that you still. i don't know if you've been doing it but i've been sitting in Artie's room not i know you haven't been sitting in Arthur's room that'd be, weird, it? that'd be really weird um i don't know what i'd do um i'd probably just sit there with you and think how did you get in the house that's incredible um but you sit there with your ones, don't you at two o'clock in the morning stare at them and thinking thank fuck we live in this part of the world for now
1: yeah well that's the thing isn't it and it's, it's it's also a case of speaking out speaking out speaking out even though people are hitting caps lock and calling you all sorts of names um you know from from um islamophobe to jew hater i don't know how you can be both but there you go um but the point of calling it out is because it is meant to lead into a third world war quite clearly which will affect your children and my children, everyone watching this children. And so let's not let that happen. Yeah, so let's call out the demons it, yeah. on both sides. Um, that's the thing that people don't seem to understand. So you can call out Hamas, Hamas for what they did. and But then you're not allowed to call out, you're not allowed to call out the Israelis for what they they've done every minute since and continue to do and lie about.
0: Yeah, the real frustration thing for me, and we'll move on in a second, is the fact that, Anyone who does this sort of research will know that the uh, Israeli military created Hamas, put them in there to budge aside the PLO, and there's absolutely no way, in my mind, after doing this for so many years, that they're not still funding them today and that they're controlling both sides of this. So that's the real frustrating thing to me. There is no sides. There is two two pe- two groups puppeteering the same end, which, if you know this, the tale of Samson and the Philistines, you will understand where this is leading
1: to so well they they were you know they they were funding them openly admitting to funding them in 2019 exactly. and, and yahoo said that's what their strategy was so do you know what i mean whatever but um let's pay the council tax head over to supremecbd.uk and use the code wtaf and you get 40 off all the products which um I've been using quite a lot of to try and help me sleep, to be honest, because, you know, once you you look at some of these images, it's very hard to then suddenly close your eyes and go to sleep. Yeah, um,
0: absolutely is. And I've been doing your dad's post, so Sam doesn't have to see him. Yeah, oh, him. mate, it's too much. It's
1: too much. So this week, I'll, this is it, right. So, you know, we've been to- – no, sorry, we haven't been told. We came up with the idea completely organically and weren't told by Iconic Marketing anyway to talk about our other shows. Um, I'm a I rebel. No one tells me go, what to right, do. Right, right. Um, so – this week's show on um which goes out went out sorry on thursday it literally blew my mind rich right so the story is it's a crazy story um i was at um one of my dad's gigs in leeds and i got speaking to some people outside and one of them was like you need to speak to this 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 lady i can put you in contact told me a story crazy so sophie otway um, is a name, and, and was, was born um, with, like, a lower abdominal defect, um, which i want to try and remember the name of. cloacal extrophy, I think that's what it is. Very rare, like, one in 400,000 live births, if that, right? Oh. Where, basically, the bowel um, and the colon and stuff, it's all outside the body, bladder, it's, it's, like, just crazy. So, at two days old, the baby goes through this, like, unbelievable surgery, and then at the age of like 11 is told that they need to go on these hormones because they don't have any um, ovaries cause ovaries were removed as part of the surgery. So, you know, they're not producing um, what they need to produce basically. So you have to be on all these hormones. So fine, lives a life like that, you know, and then at 22 goes to the doctors for tonsillitis and the locum leaves the fucking screen on and looks and sees XY chromosome and goes, I know what that means. Um, So we're born a boy and the doctors decided at two days old, don't worry about it because, like, there's no penis there or anything because of of this stuff. We'll just take off both uh, healthy testicles and we'll just make something and just don't tell her. Be fine. Don't worry about it. Wow. Mad, right? So I knew the story because I'd had the background, and then I'd gone and done some research, obviously as we always do before we interview guests, and I'd, I'd read some articles in the Telegraph, and I'd read some um, a couple of Substacks, and I'd seen a couple of interviews, really brief interviews, like five minute sex- segments that she'd done in various places. Um, and then when when Sophie came in with her dad, we sat down and we had a bit of a conversation over a cup of coffee, right? And then we went in. So as i'm sure you do as well rich like you prepare yourself for an interview right and i'm preparing myself i've got, had two interviews yesterday two long form one um with a mum in america who's trying to get her daughter out of hospital because basically the hospital four-year-old daughter have basically overruled her on everything and just pumping drugs into her and it's just making her worse and she's trying to get the kid out horrendous and then obviously you've got sophie's story again horrendous like what the hell must you have been going through as a kid right yeah. Yeah. so i'm preparing myself for that right how do i need to to be i need to this is going to be emotional but i need to hang hold it together i can't be getting all to you know how it is i found myself fucking laughing my ass off right sophie's the funniest funniest person and honestly was so candid and like just graphic in her descriptions of stuff but really really funny but john you know i mean to the point like and what she was saying about um obviously the um the the normalization of gender dysphoria and this push of kids into the transgender movement and whatever and they don't realize that they're being mutilated and what's gonna serious stuff but and in the end i had to stop and i went sorry like i just want to make a point to people that listen that because this is a really serious conversation i'm sat here laughing and i'm thinking i shouldn't be laughing but you're really funny and then she was like, oh thank you very much but then it was like it was such an amazing interview at the same time like halfway through it she had to get up and go to the toilet and she's like, I've not ruined it. have I, I was like, no, 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 no it's fine. Like, I'll just sit here. And then she comes back in. It's like, because basically I've got nothing down there and they never cured anything. I basically just leak into a pad. And because I've had a cup of tea, I was like, my wow. God, the stuff that you've been through. And then we're saying like, to get some closure, met the surgeon in a park in Manchester years later. Cause didn't find out till 22 years old. So I lived this lie for 22 years. And then, um, Yeah, meets with the surgeon, and was saying that because obviously we're British, we're just dead polite, we don't realise it. He was late, the surgeon. So, so Sophie's saying she went and bought two coffees, and sat there with a coffee, and then sort of sees him coming over, and was like, "Hang on, this fucker cut my cock and balls off, and I've just bought him a fucking coffee!" (laughs) Right? When she said that, I just started laughing again because it's just like I wasn't expecting her to be the way. This he is just the way she, 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 she's just coping incredible. with it.
0: I'm assuming the, the absurdity of it. The same, with what we do on this show is like you—you you find a way to cope. It's obviously, and she's only really what found out a few years back. How old is she well, now? 37 now. 37 so now. So fifteen, 15 years, 15
1: of, years. Of, of it, you know. But honestly, and the dad was, was such a lovely guy. Obviously, feels guilt. Because, obviously, the people in the white coats got them to go along with it. But I made the point on camera. I was like, you know, because Sophie was saying that basically people have been commenting, saying your parents are a disgrace, blah, blah, on other mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, well, they're, for the grace of God, go I. It's a very different scenario. You've got, you know, two days old baby, tubes coming out of everywhere, and the the one the, the big men in white coats are saying, look, you know with this is what we need to do to save the baby's life we'll fucking do it then yeah and it's 37 like
0: seven years ago as well people don't realize exactly what happening have been ago, in that not that situation but with tubes coming out everywhere it's not the same back then it was 37 years ago technology is not what it is today so you you literally they wouldn't have known You'd no know and
1: now. also we people trusted doctors up to like three years ago
0: yeah that's true yeah. People
1: are now thinking through, seeing through this lens of why the hell would you like, like from that doctor him? that
0: stuck his fingers at your bum for no reason?
1: Still don't understand
0: it. No, no, that that it sounds like incredible. Uh, like, are you enjoying the long form stuff?
1: It was it was interesting to do it, yeah. Because like, and I made the point at the top of the show that you know we're going to do this once a month because I think it's really important on the show to do three, four, five guests sometimes to get lots of different subject matters in because they all fit together. Everything's connected to the Tower of Babel. Every, every everything's connected and so Come I think on, it's mate. important to put those different things together because then it's like people can watch a show of five five guests who are all talking about something different but there is a theme because everything's controlled by the same fucking force um including Hamas and Israel but um yeah. but you know um yeah it was honestly it 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 was so funny it, I, can't wait I, to see I, I wasn't it. expecting to laugh I really wasn't
0: it's, it's, it's an odd world isn't it and then for you to be speaking about that and then on the very same platform i'm speaking to nathan nathaniel gillis who's a demonologist about the um hunting these this demonic entity through the centuries and shape-shifting um was it's just funny that you could they are like how all is all this connected other than being in the same reality of what you want to talk about so that one was out on last night and um, that's a, it's a really good one actually and I think after going like lo- lo- the week before with um, with Warren Thornton and we were talking about something more kind of earthly of the censorship and the fact that, that everyone's clapping Nazis that are still around and never went away um, even that's connected um, that it was a good shift back to talking about the paranormal so go and check that one out on iconic
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Right, go on. Then, what's your first one?
0: My first one is we've got list some good ones. UK's heaviest man nearly sent to zoo as he was too big for the human X-ray machine. Right. How fat? Like, how big do you need to be before you kind of We've asked this question before? Like,
1: if you're being put in a reinforced ambulance, that's <laughs> the first clue, isn't it? A <laughs> jumper. The,
0: <laughs> the thing is, if you get wedged in the X-ray machine. Like no we're gonna to have to send him not not to the next apartment down the right, like down the hallway because we' got a bigger one down I will send you to St adbrook's hospital we'll send you to the bigger hospital because they've got bigger. the zoo
1: <laughs> I mean I mean I feel for him in the sense that they're probably going to be alive ten more years if they're lucky but it is quite funny isn't it
0: it is insane isn't it so like a little bit um in I new mean, in New delhi I don't know what happened to the old deli, um, Is I'm not who's Delhi counting um, in a unique medical situation. There really is a bit unique in it. I've never had it. Doctors treating Jason Holton, Britain's heaviest man, faced a challenging dilemma when Holton's massive size presented a significant hurdle when it came to obtaining an essential X-ray during a critical medical episode. Hang on, what's the link? Sorry, what's the link with New Delhi and someone Holton? I don't know. I think that's where I've just found the, the report from, I think. Um, oh, I, not, as we said at the top of the show, to, it goes was to every day and orders everything on the menu. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was on the back as a warning. Um, yeah we had to go far far and wide to find funny stories this week, so obviously I've gone to new delhi um a thirty three year old um Holton really experienced yet yeah, experienced a severe medical crisis marked by extensive swelling, potentially attributed to a blood clot and organ failure. However, his extensive weight prevented him from undergoing a standard XRA procedure at a typical hospital in an unconventional consideration, medical professionals contemplated the possibility of transporting not not moving. Transporting Holton to the London Zoo wow. for the X-ray process, employing a specialised large-scale machine, typically reserved for examining zebras. If if you're, I mean, if
1: I have to make an extra hole on the belt, I'm like, right, put the fork down, son. Maybe let's go out for a walk. Once you get to the point where the doctor is saying we're going to have to take you to the zoo <laughs> Fucking
0: hell How but big is he? Well a zebra size I he's mean Zebra size he... human
1: What's his size in terms of his height and weight? What's his BMI? 400
0: <laughs> He's he's 4 foot 8 and he's 27 stone
1: Perfect He's square basically He he's, looks like Spongebob
0: Fuck yeah. I don't know. I uh, just the fact that that imagine going. We've got to take you to the zoo. What? It's no fun. No time to just be hanging out. I'm dying here. No, I mean we've got yeah, London Zoo. I've been there. It's awful. The food's terrible. Um, and uh, <laughs> and um, no, we got we got to use the machines. What do you mean the arcades? No, there's a machine there for X-raying zebras. Uh, and we're we gonna. And it's the only one your size. We're gonna
1: to have to put you in a Newcastle United shirt so we can get you in there, and they'll think you're a zebra <laughs> to smuggle you past yeah. security.
0: Yeah, or yeah, and hopefully they don't think you're a really old burglar from the nineteen twenties. Do you have you seen or the burglar?
1: <laughs> that footage of the guy, the Newcastle United fan punching the horse. Do you remember that? I remember you talking about it. It's I insane. I seen it. It's insane on oh. YouTube. He proper squares up, like, as if the horse is going to oh. hoof him first. Really? It's mental.
0: OK, I'll uh, just finish this one. My mum was convinced I'd suffer a mini heart attack, a mini heart attack, and my doctor looked shocked when he saw the state of me. He was amazed <laughs> I was still alive. Fucking hell. Um, Jesus, <laughs> the state of you? <laughs> Sorry. Um, at one point, they were talking about take, taking me to London Zoo to have my heart and lungs examined with equipment that's normally used. On large animals, like zebras. Fucking hell. Right, so yeah. You're not going to get that story anywhere else other than New Delhi times, obviously. If there was any investigation
1: into a slightly bigger x-ray machine or whether they just went,
0: there won't be one bigger than this one, (laughs) apart from at the zoo. How did they know they had one at the zoo? Ring around. Janice, can you ring around to see where the um, nearest uh, large-scale x-ray machine is 20 minutes later? Yes, the
1: zoo. Regents Park, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh mate. Unbelievable. Ooh. Um okay, so going from something massive to something little then, the squeaky toddler, um, who is um on the Daily Wire constantly, sat there like he's in his fucking high chair. Ben Shapiro He's, he's one step away from calling for a preemptive strike on Iran. Um, in fact, I'm surprised he hasn't. In fact, he may be as and I've missed it because he's gone on so many rants in this last week. It's mad to watch. He is ranting like a kid at the checkout who's been told he can't have sweets because he normally gets his own way, does not he? But he's getting a lot of pushback because um, people actually don't like um, missiles blowing up kids. There seems no, to be quite a lot of humans that aren't actually into that. So it's quite a hard sell for him. Um, but it's it's insane to watch. So this, this kind of last couple of days has been even more insane with what's gone on at the hospital, um, with the bombing of this hospital in Gaza, killing all these people. Because it comes out with the fact that, right, Israel has bombed the hospital. Israel admit bombing the hospital. So Netanyahu's right-hand man admits it. And says that it's it's because there's weapons underneath there. So they've they've bombed it. Right. Then the public outcry is extraordinary, as you would hope it would be. So then they start backpedaling and saying, oh, no, no, it wasn't us. It was them. Right. So then obviously everyone goes, right, Okay, well, where's your evidence then? So they work overnight at finding some evidence and they suddenly managed to get some um, audio recording of Hamas having a chat, which is hilarious because they didn't have any knowledge of them a week before, but suddenly they've got this. And then so these um, channel four have then got it independently checked and it's gone. Well, this is, this is false. This is rubbish. So then the Israel account on Twitter deletes the tweet, right? This is sp- an official fucking government. Media? I know it's, it's just, a work experience honesty. kid. It's no, what it is, it's, it's them going, oh, but they normally lap it up. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! So then, so then the IDF, you know, real trustworthy. It's basically Harold Shipman going. I've investigated myself and I've found myself not guilty. Oh, oh, sorry, off you go then, son.
0: Unless guilty's good, guilty's good. No, guilt's not good. Okay, yeah, no, I'm definitely no, no, not yet.
1: It might be later, but not yet. So we're not guilty in a minute. So. All the alternative media, fuck me, what a shambles they've become, they then go, oh, here we go. BBC said it was um, an Israeli airstrike. It wasn't, see. Oh, so now we're trusting the IDF. Fuck me. We're trusting the Israeli government. We're trusting Benjamin Netanyahu. Okay. It's alternative thinking, right? So then Channel 4 then does another investigation, and I've retweeted it earlier, showing that actually this is bollocks. There's no way that it could have been um, uh, the rocket that Israel says it was. Because one, the conversation is fake. Why are you faking it then? And also the footage of where the missile apparently goes off course and the site where the missile was launched from, apparently, and the site it hit, none of it makes any sense. It doesn't add up. And so this Channel 4 little short clip then basically goes on to say, you killed this British journalist and denied it, and then you had to admit it. You killed this journalist, and then you denied it, and then you had to admit it. So you've actually got form for chatting yeah, shit. Yeah,
0: saw this. Right?
1: And I'm watching it, and I'm going, hang on a minute. So the mainstream media is doing a more balanced journalistic job than the fucking alternative media?
0: Yeah, I saw what that What an bit.
1: embarrassment
0: um, that is. And the guy went in, in, in sort of like... Yeah. As an overview, he went. Yes, we lied then because we needed to, but this time, no. And it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. they all act like petulant little children because they're, used, they're to used to getting away. They're not used to getting poked. No, they're not and, used to it. No, and they don't like it. But also, when you come down to it, behind it all, um, that they do believe that. That, and I'm not talking about the Jewish people, obviously, of Jewish faith. I'm talking about Sabbatean Zionists that go that are well behind this. Oh, political Zionists as well, because you not all Zionists are mental. Um, so political Sabbatian Zionists um, Kabbalists. If you have a look at look at what they're like, they're like this. They believe that that you are, that we are Goyim, but there's another word they use as well, which I can't remember. I've top my head now. Um, so they don't like to be that we're we we're, we're animals. They they don't like to be taken to task by inferior blood. They believe that they are the the blood of Cain and we're Seth, and they do believe this fucking madness. And that's why they behave like they are. How dare you speak to me like that? That's how they are, that these it, occultists. It is,
1: it is mad, like, watching, you know, but then but because then, I've got a conspiratorial head now, because, you know, many years of it, I'm looking and I'm going, right, so your Daily Wire came in with millions of pounds of backing. Mm. They said some good stuff the 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 you know on the gender stuff on the critical race theory on cancel culture although ben shapiro wants everyone sacked now if they don't agree with him that's funny um so they did some good stuff so they lured some people in and now i'm looking at i'm going right candice is the only one that seems to still have a brain you don't have to agree with her on everything of course but she's the only one that seems to be thinking critically and actually condemning the murder of children on both sides the rest of them don't seem to give a fuck and I'm looking at, I'm going right, and then I look at Rebel News, and I go like, Rebel News came along again, a load of fucking money behind them. They did some great stuff during the Rona, yeah, and now bang, so they've so they've co-opted a hell of a lot of people that are awakening and free thinking, and now they're following the Daily Wire and they're following Rebel News, and what they're doing is they're following them over the fucking cliff, yeah, always. It's the way. World War Three, and it's extraordinary. And then there's just a few of us, because there ain't many, no, going right. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. And I'm getting attacked left, right and centre by people that have followed me for the last two years. Like one guy um, commented this morning just saying, you know, I'm still going to follow you because I I agree with what you said, said about the pandemic and the world government and X, Y and Z, but I can't abide this anti-Semitism. And I was like, anti-Semitism, what the fuck is he replying to? And so I looked at it and it was a tweet that I'd sent last night. Granted, right, I was tired. And I'd seen this footage of this baby with yeah. shrapnel wounds shaking and it fucking got me.
0: It's gross. Both my kids are
1: asleep. And what I was basically saying was, I said, you know, Israel's got a right to defend itself. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, fuck off. This isn't defending itself anyway. So you can basically anyone that thinks they care about humanity and can endorse this, you can go fuck yourself. Just because you went on TV and called out Roner on the telly. Mm. Fuck off. Right. I was effing and jeffing um and when i woke up this morning i looked at it and i was like okay that was emotional and that was aggressive and i stand by every fucking word of it and so i looked at it and i was like hang on so what i've said there is
0: where's the anti-semitism Well, it's because they're conflating everything. So I just say IDF now, IDF and Hamas, and they're both controlled by the same cult that goes back to this. So if you look at Ben Shapiro's, um, his early company, Truth Revolt, and I found this out this morning, was largely funded by Robert Shillman, Shillman. who is a major donor to the Zionist Organization of America and the Friends of the IDF. So he has been back from day one that's been put in there. And we know that, he's intelligence, but he's not intelligent and um that doesn't surprise me at all i mean that's that's basically him being spoon-fed for his tiny little life up to this point he's he's a radicalist he is an extremist clearly oh he 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 is an extremist yeah, yeah. he is absolutely yeah. but and then the i wonder what they have on on um, peterson because that that's what what like peterson's just seem.
1: fucking He's tried to do such damage limitation, man. It's so funny. I've stopped watching him, stuff like cause... literally trying to get out. He's just getting rinsed every time he says anything.
0: Couple, then let's move on from them. Then so that that was yeah. It doesn't make sense if you look at the the videos. It does seem like what people don't realise. My last point on this is that when the how to muddy the what happens here. The same happened with the paedophile stuff in in Parliament. They put some false information in with real information, and it sullies the mix. It's almost like putting pepper in a fucking. Um, dinner that you really like, you're going to just pour the fucker in and then spin it around and it's going to ruin the dinner. And everyone's going to go, don't like it. You throw it, it. That's how you sully these things. That's how this site works. So yeah. that did that, hit, was, hit the hospital. Was, the hospital did get damaged. There was four or five definitely staff that were hurt. They weren't able to carry on the procedures which affected the children there. And they did pass. Um, some of them would have, I believe passed away. But then the people that come out and do it, I don't remember them saying the large numbers that they're saying. So you're adding not you, but they're adding bits on top to get to bury the real information that, that is there. And that's how it works. That's how this thing works. It's it's not about black and white, which is what the Freemasons want you to think. It's like this is buried underneath all this bollocks. There is truth there mixed in with nonsense, as well as they did with the UK politics by putting false people in there accusing people that didn't do anything into into paedophiles in parliament got the whole thing thrown out but there was clearly a a bunch load of paedophiles in parliament
1: yeah i think also what happened as well is is that they bombed the car park of the hospital which had a shitload of people Mm. uh sheltering and and so that's that's obviously amounted to a hell of a lot of deaths the other thing as well just like we will move on from this obviously but what i saw was you know, some people asking some questions and going, This is horrific. What's going on? This is bad and then the IDF came out and went, No, it wasn't us and your Shapiros and, and your absolute fucking co opted fuckers all obviously went along with it because they all got the memo. But then you see your 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 so-called influencers that, that basically pose as news presenters, so your GB News fucking lot, who basically quickly check on the, on the, on the GB News switchboard what their fucking opinion is before they say, oh, we're we pro-Israel, oh, okay, because oh, I don't want to lose followers. It's all about the followers. And um and so they then came out and went, oh, see, this is bullshit. You know, look, the IDF's kind of, and it's like, well, hang on. As we mentioned a minute ago, the IDF admitted it and then obviously then denied it. But also what they did is they said that they had, because they're such a moral army, that they'd actually warned beforehand. They did. Well, I thought you didn't do it. So then the Baptist church in Jerusalem, there's a a, um, a United Baptist church, I think it is in in Jerusalem, so a Christian church. Um, They then had a meeting, a press conference, which I shared on mine today. So about five or six different people of the leaders of different churches, because Jerusalem, if anyone's ever been there, there's lots of different things going on. They're all sat there saying that they were given three warnings by the Israelis, that they were going to attack that hospital. I thought you didn't do it.
0: But they did. So let's get back to that. exactly what you've just said there. So then bring in the information that the IDF and the Hamas are the same entity posing as opposites, the upper then they did either way. Well, that's the thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, but because I've got this, like I was going to say, I've got this conspiratorial head, I'm looking at the mainstream media and I'm thinking, I've been following this conflict for fucking years and they never touched it. They never asked the questions that they are asking now. And I'm not having it that suddenly Channel 4 and BBC News are moralistic. Sky News are moralistic. Bullshit. They're as big as scumbags now as there's ever been. So there's something else at play. And I think, basically, if you're going to... Escalate a third world war and you're going to create this you need to have support for it But you can't just have support for it from one side So you can't just have um, a shitload of Mm. fucking fundamentalist Christians and Ben Shapiro's going. Let's go for Iran Well, that's one-sided. That's that's not gonna fly. So you need the other side Coming out as well saying let's fucking have it That's how you
0: create the powder keg that then evolves and does whatever that's exactly what you're saying so, there. There's some, there's, a, there's an entity above all this triangulation. Oh, of course, of course there week. is. Yeah.
1: And so by putting out all this stuff and putting out all this stuff and putting out all this stuff, what you're doing is you're poking the Muslim world as well. Yeah. You're, you're poking them. And, and the fact now that America is vetoed, that's another what-have. Why does any country get a veto at the UN? What's the point? You can have literally... Of of that proposal that Russia put forward for a ceasefire, you had something like 12 countries saying yes to the ceasefire, two abstaining, and the US went, no. And so it's out. And when you say it, people go, oh, it's always been that way. We don't make it fucking right. Why does one country get to veto all these others? ridiculous, yeah. Of course it is. This is insane. Because, of course, America's going to veto it. They will always veto. They will always do what Israel wants because they always have done Yeah. The amount of this is another thing. It's anti thematic The amount of politicians in America that have dual fucking citizenship. What the hell? You had one one um, politician leave his post
0: in America to go and, and put. He puts on a fucking IDF uniform. I saw that. Yeah. What country do you represent, mate? Yeah. Well, they don't represent a country. They represent a cult. And again, it, people need a, to get this in their head. There is a cult that goes uh, back six thousand years. And if you look into the Kabbalah and look into with the K and not the Q. If you look into the Kabbalah and you look into the talmud and you look into the zohar and if you look into samson and the philistines and you have to have all this information to understand what is going on and it's going to end up in a in at temple mount and that's what it's about but if let's move on from that if if um you are feeling like it's too much there is a place in portugal that has been the streets have been flooded with red wine dareth sure it's not sangria Or port? It says red wine. Mm, Cascades of red wine flood the city streets in Portugal after a huge tank's rupture. So basically, you can get absolutely shit-faced for free out in the streets. Um, And really, no one can ever say anything to you. So just go out there and drink your tits off if you want. You can drink the sidewalk. You could literally be, like, lay on the sidewalk and let it roll in. There's so much surplus red wine in Portugal, Gareth, um, it's flooding the streets. That's one way of deciphering the incredible scene that unfolded in Sayo Laranco di Biario. That's definitely a yeah, A small town where millions of litres of wine recently overwhelmed the roads. Imagine that. The roughly 2.2 2 million litres of wine, that's a 581,000 gallons, Poured out of two burst tanks at the distillery on Sunday. Imagine being at work that. Imagine that distillery we went to and that young blonde girl, like making that mistake at work. Ali Campbell's like, get the guitar. I've got an idea. <laughs> We're gonna definitely put this out. I know. I mean, if it worked for um, it worked for Free Lions, we could do it. They put we'll that re- out seven it times. <laughs>
1: Every time anything wine related happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so a viral video from the scene shows a river of wine coursing down the, the hilly street Um, solution the curbs. What a solution is a great word. Um, so yeah, you can go. If you're feeling like this is too much and we're all obviously passionate about this subject in the Middle East um, because it really is the end times bullshit. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying that this cult believes it's going to happen. Get yourself to Portugal and get yourself shit-faced. Forget about it. Talking about shit-faced. <laughs>
1: Did you, you see? see- did you say no? Did you see Joe Biden? though?
0: Yes, I did. Why Which is he one?
1: talking like Clint Eastwood in a spaghetti western? That, yeah, we're not the bad guys.
0: Didn't but, he say he was born in Israel?
1: I don't think. I, I I think if you actually listen closely, I think he's saying the idea was of something was born in Israel. Okay. But the way he, he looks confused by Israel. <laughs> man's got to do what man's got to do. He puts on this deep... You're like, just talk normally!
0: He can't, though, Gareth, because he's got... He's extensively demented. <laughs> That's a chronic way of putting it.
1: What's the, um, what's the diagnosis, Doc? <laughs> extensively demented. D- dementia? No, no, no,
0: no. Go he wishes case. he had dementia. It's well beyond... He's put an annex on the back. Long can't gone. say annex, actually. we can't say annex.
1: Um, it's,
0: it's
1: uh, yeah, just, I was just watching some of the videos and obviously, you know, he's towing the party line. Of course he is. This, you know, um, you know, I- Israel is our greatest ally and all that sort of stuff. It's like, uh, I'm not sure it is. I <laughs> think you're, you're probably theirs. I'm not sure they're yours, but so that sort of side of it, it's not even worth commenting on because every president says the same, even, 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 uh, drain the swamp. He was all exactly the same, but just watching the way he's trying to process things, it is like they've just literally just gone into the old people's home, woken him up. When's, when when are these sedatives going to wear off? No, oh, fuck. We've not got time for it to wear off. Just stick him in front of the camera. No one will know. Like, no one will notice. And they roll, roll him out. And you can see he's reading, obviously, like, obviously I read an in Auto-Q, um when I do my monologues and stuff because I write these big, long monologues. But I know what's coming next because I've written it. So actually, even though I'm writing it and following the words, I can turn, I can go a little bit, I could throw a little bit off script, which I do all the time, and then come back to where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Whereas he's literally like, the horse is in the field and it has got, I'm looking at it now, yeah. it has got a purple coat on, there's a black horse behind it that doesn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is like like Jay put in the word, um, I think... Hits or something in in mind, and it's the anchor man thing where you just type a word in there. And so, why isn't anyone just typed a word in there? That would be my like my job. We go just let me let me at the teleprompter, please. Why? Because you can't trust anyone else, and then I would be like ruining this for them. That's the way to take them down. It's not all of this technology and surveillance, and all of these missiles and nuclear bombs. fuck around with a teleprompter.
1: Exactly. I. My favourite teleprompter um, incident was when I knew, because I was writing the script for *In the News Right Now* when we used to do that, and I knew no one was reading it, right? Because no one could be bothered. So I sent it to everyone, like, yeah, is the, the script? I love that. Right? <laughs> and everyone just came back going, "Yep, sound perfect, mate." I was like, and it was only Fred, right, like, who's proper attention to detail. Fred yes. messaged me going, uh, "I don't think they read it, mate." And I'm like, "No, I don't think they fucking did either." <laughs> So I left it in. And um, so at the end of the show, bear in mind the show is like recorded live. So you've got all your guests on there. Right? And I was just like, that's all for, for the show. Thanks to all our guests. Next week on the show, uh, we've got um, Dr. Harold Shipman. Um, and they just reeled off a bunch of people. Um, um, a picture of Mo Molen, who's a, a deceased MP, uh, Tory MP. I think she was Tory MP. And, you know, and just reeled off these four things. And... Matt Hoy, like former UB4, he's cry laughing in the background. The other two guys, I'm trying to remember who was on the show, looked really confused. They were, yeah. Lelani and, was on it, wasn't he? Yeah, Lelani's looking at me like, what? But no one's <laughs> saying anything because it's on the script. And then I just turned and I was just like, see, I know you don't read it. So I just left it on. And Jay, Jay's obviously going, why has he done that? It's like, just leave it in the show. It's funny. Next time, read the script.
0: <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um... Okay, let's move on to our next one. What have you got? Um,
1: Luton, Luton Airport. You see that? This is another example of the media. Is
0: just the one that blew up, the car blew up?
1: Yeah. yeah. So a car goes up in flames and it's just mad. It takes out the whole garage. I think they're saying that there isn't a single vehicle that can be salvaged. I think it's like 200 vehicles or so mental. No one Imagine... was
0: in there at the time, though, was
1: it? No, I don't think anyone was hurt. Well, I fucking hope not. Um so, yeah, so I, I imagine coming back from all day. It's a great way to get rid of the body if you had it in the back of the boot. I swear I parked in that car park. Yeah, it's not a car park anymore, <laughs> mate. But basically, I looked at the story. I was like, God, that's awful. Let's close to the airport and everything. And um, and it was framed as uh, a fire in a diesel um, vehicle. It's like a, a Mercedes or something, a diesel vehicle. And you're thinking, oh, here we go. Climate lot will jump on top of this. So only when you get further down, or further down. Bear would. in mind, no one, no one reads past the headline. So only when you get further down, it's a diesel hybrid, and it's the fucking lithium battery that's gone up, isn't it? Which happens all the time with yeah, these yeah. electric cars. They're always going up. Electric buses and stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's a common thing. But they can't say that because that don't fly with the, with the climate cultists, does it? So they have to sort of frame it ever so slightly differently. Oh, see that another diesel car. This is why we need to just stop oil, diesel, petrol. Yeah, two. Read a couple of paragraphs in,
0: son. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the way, isn't it? That's, that's the, the... But they never get... They never... It, yeah, it never sticks, does it? I mean, it's happening all over the place. These Teslas keep exploding all over the place. So, yeah. I mean... It's funny how all this stuff has just got pushed to the side now. Like, poor old Zelensky is probably... He's, you've seen him. you sitting there What about me? Like, everyone's forgotten about that. Like, that is just mad, isn't it? And yeah. we had a little moment there, I think two weeks ago, when we spoke about spoke about it before it was kicked off in the Middle East. Um, well, it's always kicked off, but you know what I mean, specifically. Yeah. Um, where they were talking about the Rona coming back. That suddenly just went again. That just well, shows how, how much, like... They're trying different things, aren't they? Yeah. And I, I think
1: this is an interesting one. I, I, I think... Do you remember when... We, we spoke about this before, when if people were still buying the Rona... Putin would never have gone into Good. Putin's a good guy. There's no fucking good guys, hmm. right? Netanyahu's the good guy. Hamas are freedom fighters. None of this is true. Hamas are fuckers. So are fucking Israel. So is fucking every leader. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, whatever. Um, I always have to feel like I have to get that caveat in there, so I don't get called anti-Semitic for slagging off Zelensky. That
0: that is played. That's one thing that is seems to have come. Is that has played its course now. You've spent that. Oh, hundred percent. That's been spent now. That that ain't gonna fly anymore with Israel. You've spent that. Well, it's and the only don't... country
1: on earth that you can get called a racist for for slagging off. I can slag off America for bombing countries. I can slag off Saudi Arabia for cutting off heads. I can uh, and bombing fucking Yemen. I can do all that any I want, and no one says a word. But you say something about Israel, then you you're anti-Jewish. And what are you on about? There's like a faith. whatever. There's, there's Jews. There's yeah, Jews and in it's also
0: it's not Jewish people doing. <clears it. throat> no, it's, and there's Christian Jews in Gaza as well. Yeah, um, there are. It's, so, way,
1: yeah. it's way it's way it's way it's Christians, is it's way above all of these people. Anyway. Yeah, so we were chatting about the fact that Putin probably wouldn't have gone into Ukraine had the Rona still been going. It's like, oh, no, they have stopped believing that now. Right, we'll go on that. Yeah. So they did that for a bit. And then that started to run its course. And we were chatting about the fact that, you know, all these people that had their Ukraine flags, apart from the Nobber, who's got half and half flag in my village, everyone started taking them down because they started to realize. So then climate change suddenly came in, didn't it? Oh, you would play that one. And then they went back to Russia again for a bit. And that's not flying. People aren't having it. Yeah. And I I think if people were buying the Russian thing, and so it was evolving and other nations were getting involved in it. And then, you know, there was a an Axis building between Iran and Russia and China, and all this kind of stuff. This wouldn't have happened in Israel,
0: no, because this is what they I need. Don't think it would. This is their last play because the whole um, and it does lead to the Solomon's Temple stuff, so they don't want to play that card. Um, well, we've got aliens, aliens tired at some point, point. That's, that's 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 in but
1: but they tried that in Mexico and no one gave a shit, did
0: they? Okay, no, getting... we found two aliens.
1: Have you what? Have they gone over the American border? Not those aliens. <laughs>
0: We're all aliens. Uh, it's yeah, yeah, absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? Um, but if, if you're uh, worried about how you're going to feed your family, um, and carry on after this like apocalyptic um, session ends, this lady's got a good idea. Quite pretty. She's quite attractive, but not what she's doing isn't attractive because she's actually surrounded by uh, jam jars of shit. The what? this um, yeah um, farts for sale. But that's not even the funny bit. That's funny. That's been going on for yeah. a while, though. Isn't yeah, it? yeah that, that's not the main. But really. yeah, this November, um, this lady, Steph, Stephanie Maito, um, she found a lucrative part-time, part-time <laughs> working, part-time. <laughs> part-time bottling and selling her own farts. Until things went terribly wrong. This is where she it shits gets. herself. <laughs> Well, she did, but um, that was part of the part of the the plan, by the looks of it. Now, where have I left it? Oh no, I've lost my fart things. There you go. Oh, there you go. Where is it? Farts, farts, farts. There you go. Farts two. That's what it's under. Um, for two months, she spent her days farting into glass jars, two whole months, with flower petals adorning the inside of not Uranus the bottle, waffle, and shipping them to fans. Remarkably, Mato was making fifty thousand dollars a week. What? That's Premier League football wages. Yeah, exactly, and that's a crock of shit as well. We're in um, game, man. <laughs> we are. You could probably get a good like seventy quid for your farts. I don't My think. Ass a... is fucked,
1: mate. My yeah. ass is. We've spoke about it before. I'm you in all kinds of trouble that most of the time.
0: Um, so she's making $50,000 per week in December through fart sales alone and eventually sold more than 200,000 worth of farts. You see that house there? I paid that off. In a one-er? <laughs> Not a 2 Um Sold more than two, 200,000 worth of farts worldwide through the adult website Yule filtered That... How much is she selling a fart for? Oh, it doesn't... It's not it's, specific, 000, it. Like
1: it's got to be a tenner at, at, at least, in not it? Because even so, then, that's a lot of farts. That's
0: a lot of farts. But she spent two months doing it. Two solid months farting in a glass. Um, you know she's eating specific foods for that. Well, exactly. So you could get sponsorship for this. But but in January 20... as a business model. From the New
1: Delhi <laughs> <Daily> Times. <laughs>
0: yeah. But in January 2021... Motto was hospita- hospitalised for what she thought was a heart attack, but turned out to be a dangerous build-up of gas inside her body from her flatulence-induced diet. There you say. See? And now she says her farting-selling days are behind her. <laughs> behind her. I love, the, I love the pun. I love the pun. So I, that, love, I, uh, I love even the ailment, the heart. Even that rhymes with fart. <laughs> It's like
1: it's all been concocted the same way.
0: Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? It it all fits together. So so the headline was, How 90 Day Fiancé, so I think she was in a programme, star Stephanie Mato ended up hospitalised after eating too many beans to sell her farts. So on on one side of the world, we've got hospitals being bummed. Bummed. Shit. Fuck me. Edit that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Bombed? Well, we're um, done with, to (laughs) be honest. One way or another,
0: I suppose it is there. And on this side of the world, um, she's selling her farts in a glass. No wonder, like the people say, like, why aren't the aliens coming to help us? How- I mean, where do you start?
1: Well, they sent two down to Mexico, and they went. They're not bothered. <laughs> they don't care. It's not worth visiting. Yeah,
0: they it. said it looked like paper mache. I don't even know what that is.
1: Yeah, Listen. I brought aliens into my my um, bedtime imagination story last night. I was after an imagination story. Law's Gemma not, has
0: to have a. do you have to read a story yeah. to Gemma?
1: law's not into books at the minute because she reads too many books at school, so at home she's not bothered, so I have to do imagination stories, I have to make them up. I have to I think on my time, feet. Yeah. And there was, yeah. There was pirates and space pirates and all. I got a little bit over the top <laughs> in the end. Do you ever uh, go to
0: bed late And do you think, I think I might have scared her?
1: Uh that or I think I might be sort of Almost my body's sort of self replicating, producing fucking LSD, which is then going into my bloodstream because that was a weird shit that came out of my head.
0: Sometimes I sit there and I think, I think I'm autistic. Yeah, I think I'm.
1: I, I think I. Well, I told you that time, didn't I? When I went out for a walk because I'd been stuck in the, in the house all day working and my mate Ricky, he was painting and decorator was was helping, like paint decorate. Well, I wasn't helping, he was doing it, painting decorating <laughs> the house. And I tried to, I was going to try to sell myself as a DIY. Nah, he was doing it, right? And, um, and I was like, I've been stuck in the house all day and it's a nice day. I'm going to go out for a walk, mate. And he was like, How long are you going to be, reckon? And like, not like I'm his husband, but like, I kind of, <laughs> he wanted to know whether he was locking up or, or whatever. And I was like, Oh, no, I'll, I'll probably, I should be back before you go, mate. But if not, yeah, just lock up and post the key. I've got my own key. Don't worry about it. Sound. And then I just started walking like Forrest Gump. I just started running and then I ended up phoning Gemma, who wasn't here. She was on the Isle of Wight with the kids because obviously I let, like, got her to take the kids away while the house was being decorated, obviously, because of the fumes. And I was like, I've walked 16 miles in a pair of shorts and trainers and even have a shirt on. Because I just thought I was like walking around for a bit and I just walked, it just went into a world. I was like, I've walked 16 fucking miles. Were you lost? No, I just I got on an old railway line and then I just started walking and all of a sudden I was at a, an old coal mine. It still got the old um, winding arm stuff there and I was like, that's like nearly ten miles from my house. And it was only then I realised and then I started walking back and I had to walk all the way back and it was it was about sixteen point eight miles in the end. I was like, I've gone mad.
0: I've gone a little bit mad. Oh yeah, you, this stuff will do this to you. Being surrounded by this all the time. Um, Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I've I've had to. Last night, I had to stop looking at it. Um, what's next, then? Well, I, I should have done before I went on my big rant, but, you
1: know, I was effing and jeffing a lot, but whatever, I stand by it. So this story is crazy, and actually, this one kind of plays in. It's a fucking tragic story. It's, again, Israel, actually, but nothing to do with, with the war, but I suppose it is to do with the war on humanity. So this, this news story is another perfect example of um, how headlines are there to mislead, right? So... I saw this was posted by certain people and I was like, OK, I'm not going to just retweet that. I need to actually have a look. And, and I, I could find a few alternative sources were saying it. And then I found the Times of Israel had done it. And it was the Times of Israel that had, had done the headline in such a way. So this was the tweet I saw it was Israeli boy featured in covid vaccine campaign dies of heart attack at age eight. Jesus.
0: Yeah, I did see this.
1: Um, Jonathan Moshi um, Ehrlichman if I've said that right, grandson of distinguished physician Bet Al uh, Doctor Matti Eilchman, died um, unexpectedly of cardiac arrest while taking a bath. Rest in peace. So, oh, fucking just beyond the realms. And another example of the fact that this Israeli government, Benjamin Netanyahu, wanted to microchip the kids. Don't forget, mm. doesn't give a fuck about the people. Um, so I found this news story in the Times of Israel. And it says, like, Israeli uh, boy who featured um, blah, 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 um, drowns in Bath. So I was like, okay, well, that's not the same. So I read the story, and again, second paragraph, it changes to nearly drowned after suffering a cardiac arrest and falling under the water. And again, for people that just read the headlines. Oh, God, he's
0: drowned. drowned. So he's not dead?
1: Oh, no, he is dead. Yeah, he he, he, he is dead, but he died... Uh, I think like a day later or two days later, okay. he was rushed to hospital. Horrendous story. Such a sweet looking kid. Actually, I'm looking at him. Not that that's relevant, but whatever. But, um, but it, again, it was that manipulative headline. Because if you're looking at a list of headlines, oh the, oh, the boy in that ad campaign drowns. Oh, that's tragic. On to the next story, blah, blah, blah. Some people will click on it, but most won't. Most will just say, oh, that's a really tragic headline. Yeah. But you've told me the story in the headline. Yeah. You've told me the kid drowned. That's really sad on so well no he didn't know he didn't he he died suddenly from a cardiac arrest at eight years old
0: so they're they're missing out that kind of uh that's not important. yeah that important bit so what were you getting at here is that he would it being where he lived he more than likely had uh, the experimental jab
1: well yeah i mean they they they, they this, this is again there's so many people that are that are on the so-called alternative side that called out Rona, called out draconian measures, called out of all this stuff. They'll still be slagging off um, fucking um, Bill be- be- better Ardern, and they'll still be slagging off Trudeau, and they'll still be slagging off Dan Andrews even after he's quit and all this kind of stuff, rightly so, because they're all scumbags. But now they stand on the side of the Israeli government, and they believe what the Israeli government tells them. Mate, Israel had... had vaccinated only benches in parks. I know I know. They,
0: I... they they they
1: they pushed the vaccine on everyone. They pushed a green pass. They hired this poor bloody kid who's now dead to sell the jabs to kids. They um Netanyahu mooted the idea before he was before it was kicked out of uh, microchipping the kids so that they could go back to school. And actually when you look at experts that the um in, within the Israeli government that you know, pushed back on that idea. If you look at their reasoning, it's not the moral side; it's that the database could then be hacked and could be used to find out where certain kids of, of, of um, sons and daughters of prominent politicians are, so that they could be stalked or whatever. They, it was about security, it wasn't about the fucking. About their moral. security as well. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't yeah. about the the mor- morality of it. So all of a sudden, you're so now you're aligning with this government. And just because you're not aligning with this government, like I'm not and you're not, it doesn't mean you're aligning with Hamas either. It's fucking pathetic that you've got to be one or the other.
0: I just don't understand why these people in the alternative media can't get their head into or want to admit that they're funded by the same entity. I don't understand. It's it's what the whole entire conspiracy is. It's the fundamental reasoning for all of it is that you've got one entity pulling all the strings. That is the grand conspiracy. That is yeah. the point. That is why all these things happen. And it's like they don't want to encroach upon it. They're like going, "Oh, well, how comes that person?" But you know, Luke well, like, put out fear. a tweet, and I'm like, "You know, you know that this is at least, if you don't believe it, put out the possibility that that is happening, because."
1: Yeah, he pushed the Rona early doors, did Luke though?
0: Oh, pushed yeah. the Rona really yeah.
1: early doors, and I remember him having a proper fucking go at Josh Sigginson who didn't buy any of it because he's actually good at his job. Um, but it it, it is extraordinary. that that. well, I, I think it, I think it's still the fear of being called an anti-Semite or a racist. I think that's what it comes from. I think it comes from the same as, um, those people that were scared to talk out about, about Pakistani grooming gangs and shit in Rotherham and, and, and fucking Oxford and Derby and all these different places. It came from the same fear of, like, I don't want to be called a racist. So what I'll do is then I'll just, I'll either say nothing or I will call out the side that I know I can get away with calling out.
0: What's the point in doing this, then?
1: Because Because these people aren't genuine. I've learned that real, I've had my suspicions about certain individuals, but a lot of these people don't care about humanity and about actually doing anything. About it, about the problems that we're no, facing. A don't. lot of these people are making a lot of money
0: yeah.
1: out of out of the clickbait that they get from this shit, you know. And and they they're on a, a real nice little earner. They don't, you know, that's the problem with a lot of this stuff. But that's a lot why of they get pushed into the peace. Joe
0: Rogan shows. That's why they get pushed into these bigger platforms is because they aren't really digging to the bottom of it, and they never will. Um, but if you need no, they to, just, they just piss around on the surface. Yeah, of course they do, and that's where they want to keep you. Um, if you need to get away from all of this, so there is a way of getting away, but you probably get arrested. Really in do I need to tell you what it might be? Go on. Florida Man arrested after trying to cross the ocean in a homemade hamster wheel.
1: Right, he's the shittiest sounding superhero ever, Florida Man. Gotta say. Right,
0: <laughs> he is. He's awful. He's just got a really nice tan, but when he takes off his. Is super. His tank top. He's just got still got the lines there. Be like, oh yeah, your t shirt tans, yeah. Um, That's that's forever now. That ain't going away. I've got, I've got like, I don't know how that happened, but it will never go away. Reza Bulushi claimed he intended to run more than four thousand miles across the Atlantic to London. In his well. And he reportedly engaged in a three-day standoff, a three-day standoff with the Coast Guard before he finally agreed to exit his vessel, not kill himself. Um, He, uh, where is the other one? I've not not labelled them well. Richard Belusi, an Iranian marathon runner, was intercepted by the Coast Guard on on the August twenty-sixth, twenty twenty-three. It's not that long ago. About seventeen nautical miles off the coast of Georgia, so he had to go, just as Hurricane. How many miles? Sorry. Um, seventy new new nautical miles? seventy
1: nautical miles. Right,
0: okay. Um, just as Hurricane Franklin was bearing towards the eastern US, <laughs> what a day to pick? Belushi finally and um, reportedly refused to leave the vessel, which is a giant hamster wheel, for three days before officials finally extracted him. How do you get a human out of a hamster wheel? Um, I love extracted him. It's like they sucked him out with a Hoover. Um, the home man, the homemade contraption. Of course it's homemade. Where the fuck did you buy one from? Like, oh, Bezos might do them, I suppose. Yeah. Which Belusi has dubbed a hydropod, or his bubble, was made out of a metal drum surrounded by inflatable boys, not, like, children. The... <laughs> the, the bubble was... he got kids strapped to that. Um, the bubble was propelled through the water by paddles lining the vessel's exterior. As Belushi ran inside it, he literally was a hamster on the wheel trying so to he's escape. Basically,
1: he's, he's basically built like a paddle steamer, yeah. paddle, and that's he's exactly just
0: he inside saying. it. That's yeah. amazing. It's cool, isn't it? So, like, but why did they arrest him?
1: I'm hoping for his own safety. Although I'm surprised that the Daily Wire haven't called it out the fact that he's Iranian and that it, you know,
0: that's true.
1: It was, it was. You know, he was probably about to attack the US. He's going the other direction.
0: No, he's going to backfire. going to attack. He'll turn around. So, the, yeah, if you need a hamster wheel, this guy has um, sorted it out. So if we get to the point where we can't cross, um, well, they're, they're blocking us all in again like they, they fancy doing, just get yourself a hamster wheel, mate.
1: I'm supposed to be going away this... Well, I'm not supposed to be going away this weekend. I am going away this weekend, and I'm gutted because um, trying to find, like, free time in the diary is, like, impossible. And so I did a series of walks up in um, North Yorkshire. Really enjoyed them. I was like, All right, we want to get back here before the end of the year. And so we found these these amazing walks we can do. Right, like me and Phil, who's this this guy who lives near me. And so we're going tonight and tomorrow we're we're cycling rather than walking because it's like a, a long route. Um, and then we're doing the same on a different route on Saturday. And it's fucking weather warnings. It's get pissing... a hamster
0: wheel because was...
1: well, That's why I, I might need that because yeah. it's going to be pissing it down. All, all all the time I'm there and 45 mile an hour winds. Bear in mind the railway line that we're doing is on a cliff, basically on a cliff edge. Right, it's oh
0: Gareth, you're, for, with... you're 42, man. 41,
1: but it's 40... um, <laughs> but it's mad, innit? I'm gutted, and I'm like, oh, but I still want to go because it's you know, but I'm going to give it a go anyway and just see what happens. But it's funny because I've got my first competitive ice hockey game in 25 years on sunday and then i've started playing football for a local group as well so i'm playing football on monday so over friday and saturday right bear i am 41 and i've had eight surgeries right and you know whatever i've got to cycle 90 miles over two days (laughs) right and then Um, i've got an ice hockey match and then i've got a football match and then i'm gonna be put down i reckon
0: i don't know what to say mate to be honest. It's
1: just stupid. It's it's ridiculous.
0: Why are you doing it then?
1: Because I'm a fucking idiot, and and I and I I refuse Do to you give. Ever, you ever like, sit
0: there sometimes and think you're autistic?
1: I I think I wonder lots of things if I'm honest. but I was, I think what it comes from is the fact that I'm just refusing to. The, the Father's Day race has affected me. That's oh, the long and short Is bit. it really? Yeah, it eats at me. I did the Father's Day <laughs> race, which I always won. As an uncle, like so, I entered obviously as That's an uncle. That's cheating.
0: You haven't got the credentials.
1: No, but I always won for both my niece and nephews' um, sports days because Rob, their dad, was always at work, so I would do it in Bosch. And then I obviously did uh, the sport. Alora's first sports day. Gemma, my wife, didn't she didn't just win the race, right? She was she was basically at the end of the race, holding the fucking holding the the rope she got there so quickly and beaten everyone else by such a, a, a margin. It was mental. So everyone's going, oh my God, my God, Elora, your mum's so quick. I'm stood there going, wait till you see her dad. Mm. Fucking mess. I, I came in at, in fourth, a lowly fourth as well. I tried to turn on the afterburners and the afterburners didn't work anymore. Mm. My neighbour said, his first thing he said to me was, I hope you skate faster and you run, son. Right? And it's really affected me. It's really hurt me. And so I'm like, my mum had said, like, you know, this is what will always happen to you. Your your mind believes it can do things, but your body can't anymore. And so you get you get that, you know, there's that difficult period there yeah. where if you're an old man and you're sat there with a glass of, like, mild, you know you can't fucking cycle 90 miles, play an ice soccer match, then a football match. You know you can't do that, so you're not bothered. And when you're 21... You could quite easily cycle ninety miles, play an nice Arsenal match, and football match—not a problem. Probably do it in the same day. Not bothered.
0: Probably not. I don't. I'm not saying I probably. No. You've seen me trying to get up a mountain.
1: The twenty-one-year-old me would have done. I was a bit of a fucking gazelle when I was young, but I'm in that phase in the middle where my body's going no, and instead of accepting it, I'm going you will.
0: Yes, you will. You... And not only will you, I will break you.
1: Until well, that's you... what's going to happen. Yeah. And I th- we all know that, don't we? That I'm gonna be lying in a bath at half past three in the morning after the football match. In someone going. else's house. And it's someone else's fault as well. I don't know <laughs> yeah, why. probably. I don't know why this has happened to me. And and, and the other side the other side of my brain's going, Are you being serious? You know exactly why this has happened to you. You've done it, idiot.
0: Well, there you go. I mean uh, I don't know what to say about that. I don't know what to say about that. I've got um you know, you talk about things Bringing things to, to fruition and true, um, a Brazilian woman dies after she was allegedly poisoned by her fortune teller, who told her she was only having days to live.
1: So he's doing that for his own credibility.
0: <laughs> I know it's not funny, but it, it is just like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna. It says here that you're going to die in a few days. I feel perfectly healthy now. You're going to die in a days. And when you're dead, color. I'll put you on the poster. Yeah, color going. And uh, so, F- Fernanda Silva Velasquez uh, Cruz, Pintos. How many names do you need? Family says she suddenly fell ill after eating a chocolate given to her by a woman posing as a palm reader. Beautiful woman. That's I don't nice. know. It should make any difference, but it, it does in my head. Um. <laughs> um. A 27-year-old woman died in Brazil after eating chocolate given to her by palm reader who told her she would die soon, and that's just the headline there. And uh, I think that's basically yeah. I can't, I can't really get. Um... So it's basically the oh, same. Oh yeah, there's more.
1: The same as these people that are using this like biblical prophecy at the minute. Yeah. It's like yeah, but it's biblical prophecy. Mm, yeah. But if you if you intentionally make it happen.
0: Yeah. I don't think you then get to say it's exactly. in scripture yeah exactly that's exactly what's happening in the middle east is they're going, yeah. but it's prophecy but you're doing it yeah you're making it happen yeah and that's like, what what like we're gonna die like...
1: in a few days eat that
0: that's that's <laughs> not you exactly seeing the future is, that's
1: but... you making the future mate
0: <laughs> it's, it's a script isn't it um yeah so for the fortune teller then gave pinto uh a wrapped chocolate before they parted ways not thinking on anything of it why would you Pinto ate the chocolate. As the candy was packaged, it didn't occur to her that it would pose any danger. I wouldn't have eaten if it wasn't packaged. I'd have probably just eaten if I dropped it on the floor. Pinto's cousin, Bianca Cristina, told Brazilian news outlet Globo News, which is a reliable source, um, and as she was hungry, she decided to eat it. What? Best time to eat things. <laughs> I, I love that. That's a really good bit she of investigative journalism, in that is. Yeah. yeah. Was she hungry? Yes, yeah, she was. she was hungry. Just take that as red. Yeah, you don't take need to as know as that. As bit. Um, within hours of eating the chocolate, Pinto began to feel very sick. Bless her, developing symptoms like severe stomach aches, impaired vision, and vomiting. And unfortunately, bless her heart, she passed away. But the, so the what palm reader basically—I don't know—he didn't say um, poisoned her to make sure that he looked like a legitimate or she looked like a legitimate palm reader. It's like
1: a it's he'll... a it's a serious length to go to, isn't it? yeah you know do you know what i'd have done i just would have said you're not going to die in the next few days do you know what i mean yeah, unless you'd have lived i'd have gone see I've i'd have you. gone
0: someone will give you a chocolate within the next two minutes oh, chocolate wow, really? yeah oh my goodness that's incredible you're a genius wow you ever been to the middle east it's um uh, yeah it's it's incredible um, that one really, it didn't, it did make me laugh. I'm not going to lie. It made me laugh. I want to put it in it, but I did not laughing that She passed away. It's just the absurdity of this. The, the, the what of yeah, it. Yeah, like, oh God. Uh, yeah. yeah. I find myself
1: laughing at things like that a lot. It's a very British thing as well. It's a black humour, isn't it? That yeah. you laugh at horrendous things because, obviously. What you got left? That's it, that's it. And that's what I found in this in that interview I was saying with Sophie, like I was literally belly laughing at points thinking I shouldn't be laughing, but this is just mad. Mad very pretty lady. The world's mad. Total ledge as well. Have you got any more? I haven't, mate. Well, I, I got. I can make
0: some up. I got one more, and then we'll head off out of it. Make
1: some up. <laughs> make some up. It doesn't matter,
0: really does it? I reckon I can, it I
1: can basically look on Twitter now. Oh, actually, Thumber got nicked again, didn't she? Oh, did you yeah. see her? It's yeah. still
0: weird, isn't it? Because she's like twenty-one now,
1: still she still looks like twelve. Still right? Looks
0: like she's twelve. Did you see her, like sneering at the camera, going? That's this really weird. I don't know what it is about her that she doesn't. I mean, I think she has a bit autistic, but...
1: I think she's 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 Arsberg, isn't she?
0: <laughs> I don't think that's the real word, but yeah.
1: But that, but the, we spoke about that. That's, that's just the bulletproof vest, isn't it? So you can't say anything about her because then you're just picking on someone with learning difficulties or whatever, the, but, you know, it's, it, they're such um, photo ops, aren't they?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course they are, yeah. Yeah, she's Absolute just and They just keep her there and then. Oh, it's just ridiculous isn't it? how people it's just distraction, isn't it? So, um, this is the last one I've got, and I can't find the first bit. So I will go with the with this one. An angry museum visitor. Sorry, <laughs> this I read that completely wrong. <laughs> but I, I've just seen someone just going two tickets, please. <laughs> Everything is old. Um, <laughs> a hungry museum visitor. There you go. All oh. oh, right. But that's the same thing if it's me, though. Yeah, if I'm hungry, sure. I'm hungry. Yeah, that's same here, actually. And I'm going to get a bit hungry now. Uh, a hungry museum visitor in South Korea recently chowed down on a Maritzo Catalina's banana art piece titled Comedian, which has an estimated worth of $120,000. $120, it's basically, it's hungry. Um, so, no hin su. A South Korean art student visited the Lu Museum of Art in Seoul and reportedly ate the piece, ate the art piece simply because she skipped breakfast and was hungry. He then that taped the banana peel banana. back onto the museum wall, which I love that. How long has the banana been there? I, and I have the article here because I'm a journalist and I've been doing my research. So I went along to the uh, Liam Museum of Art in Soil. Seoul. Seoul. <laughs> Whatever. And um and then uh, there it is and uh, you can see where the, the little uh, South Korean man had I'm saying little, he might have been little, had the food down there I think and he's
1: almost certainly little. I think you can I think that's one of those things that you can assume.
0: Okay, he's tiny. Um he actually fitted in there. He ate he ate his way out actually. Sleeping bag. <laughs> I I'm I'm confused I'm in confused. the sense that
1: how long has the piece of art been there because it's perishable? That's a good point. I didn't so, think of that. So is he in a rotten banana? I don't... I'm, I'm, I'm confused. It's a very good point. I didn't actually think of that. And if the oh. banana is regularly replaced in the piece of art, which I assume it would have to be so it doesn't perish away, um, it's not worth 100 grand. Just get another banana. Yeah, give.
0: and also the picture here... I'm thinking this is fake news, Gaz, because really? this picture... <laughs> Because this picture here, um, it looks like a full banana that they've taped onto the wall with a bit of masking tape. So I'm not buying this now. I think this might have been put out by Hamas or the IDF.
1: Almost certainly.
0: Absolutely. South Korean student eats $1,200 banana artwork because he was hungry. Um, yeah, and um, that, later right. saying that he did so simply because he'd skipped breakfast. I love this. Someone's and do you know who it's by? The article by, and I had to check this like six times. So I was like, the article is by Amber Breeze.
1: Amber Breeze. Amber Breeze sounds like a plug-in.
0: It does, actually. I, always, I, I just thought, them. what's Anna Breeze writing for this? I mean she's got work I suppose but yeah that made me laugh as well I had to look at it like 3 or 4 times I've hey. not seen
1: her word from her for
0: ages <clears throat> um, I I don't follow her on anything so um, well that
1: would be why then oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go but um, thanks for that
0: <laughs> <laughs> where can I get their CBD from
1: go to supremecbd.uk use the code WTAF you get 40% off everything Um, hopefully that was less shit there was a few little serious bits in it. Next week, right? Because I'm going to go and cycle 90 miles across clifftops. There'll be plenty.
0: And it I won't be no even doubts. mildly shit. So there,
1: there won't be it won't be shit. You just brace yourselves, kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you wait till next week. So this one was less shit. I hope you had a good time. Enjoyed it.
1: So yeah. <laughs>